0: Hello and welcome to episode 201 of the Working With podcast. In this episode I'm sharing the second part of my interview with Mark Ellis of Mark Ellis Reviews and in this part we talk about Apple's recent iOS 15 update as well as some of our favourite apps and also give advice on those of you who are thinking about starting a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog. So hope, sit back, enjoy this chat. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot about creating your own social media presence, if you like, your own content, and also some of our favourite applications. So now we're we're quite lucky when we're recording this because Apple have just uh, released their latest iOS and not OS, but iOS. And so, um, and Apple Notes has just had a, I wouldn't say a huge update, but it's had a pretty good update. And um, I I mean, you mentioned you use Notion, but do you use Apple Notes in any way? I do, I use it a lot. So my
1: my note taking is is pitiful really in terms of the process i go through for it they're all over the place um and it's it's entirely my fault it's not really the fault of any any one particular platform it's just the fact that i've kind of bounced between things um but what i discovered not long ago i made a video about this where i i suddenly realized that i was using apple notes more than anything else really and I, it wasn't a conscious decision i just suddenly realized that's what i was doing um and before that i was an evernote user for many many years i had the paid subscription um and quite I enjoyed using it. Actually, I, I liked the app. I always felt it was a bit too powerful for what I needed. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a heavy note taker. I don't categorise all my note. Well, not not to that that degree anyway. Um, so I was conscious that it, I was probably only scratching the surface with it. And um, yeah, like I say, just over over a period probably of about twelve months, I I was just naturally transitioning to using notes all the time. And it just hit me one day. I thought, hey, all of my notes are now in notes, and I, I have not I've not really noticed that I've been doing that. So um, now, you know, I've been using things like, you know, when they I can't remember when they introduced it, but when they introduced the, the private notes, you know, where you could lock notes with um, with a password. Yeah, two or three years that. ago, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just started using that without even thinking about it and, and relying on it every week if I was getting, you know, bank details and things like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's as you say. The, the new update, I'm really excited about. I've only just started playing with it. Really, I played a little bit with the beta over the last couple of months. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm particularly excited about it because I am I'm getting a an, hopefully getting an iPad Mini, uh, the new iPad Mini on on mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of having that small iPad, like small kind of notepad type thing, with mm-hmm. the Apple Pencil, with the new version of Notes, is really exciting. I, think. I
0: actually have a client who does this. He he's he bought himself an ipad mini specifically for that now he works at an airport so he's out on the runway a lot and he used to use this ipad pro which is huge uh, <laughs> the big one <laughs> and uh, he decided that he he wanted to go with paperless so he's using this ipad mini and yeah, you know, he's game changer and he gave me the idea actually to have my little ipad mini on the desk and you, because of Apple Notes, you touch screen with the Apple Pencil, it opens up a blank note, so you can quickly sketch without having to turn it on and stuff like that. And yeah, I think you're right. The the iPad Mini for me is, I mean, it's it's actually my main reading. It's it's like in Korea we couldn't, I can't find a way of buying the Kindle in Korea, so I thought, okay, let's get an iPad Mini. Uh, so it has no so my iPad Mini no social media, everything email is like shut down and the only thing that's on that is apple notes and evernote actually as well as todoist and my reading materials and that's it because it's it's just for reading um no. but i found that it's on my desk every day <laughs> and i use it for quickly capturing notes with it because i have an old apple one pencil with it so i think the new one has the apple is for the apple 2 pencil isn't it
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, so I've got I've got uh, the 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 newer iPad Air here. So it's it's like Mm. a small iPad Air basically, Mm. and uh, Mm. yeah, that uses the, the second generation pencil, which I I prefer quite a lot actually Mm -hmm. it's magnetic it's a bit smaller um it's just a nice refined design really but um yeah i I think that ipad is a perfect size for note taking and i think i will end up using notes even more Um, i love the quick note feature in ios 15 Mm -hmm. where you can draw up the note from the bottom right hand corner um, and the fact that you can then attach you know if you're on a web page for example it will automatically suggest copying and pasting the url into the note Mm-hmm. and even when you're on the if you go back to that web page where you made a note it will draw up the the uh, the little quick note that you made just in I case I saw that yeah. yeah yeah really smart really clever little features which are just complete no brainers actually mm. um, that's Apple at their best I think when they do stuff like that they don't get everything right at all and they, they, they do irritate me quite often but when they do things like that you just think yes this is this genuinely benefits users
0: well actually I was thinking about that today when I was looking at it because I've got it on my iPad and I was just playing with it I went oh this is going to be good for research because you do get cut off. You do have to stop and go and do something else and then come back. And, you know, you can leave everything as it was, but then it's kind of like you, you're scared of losing your place. But here you just bring up that website that you were originally on and boom, that quick note is back and you can highlight sections. I It is, it's Apple notes is definitely getting, up there. And um, I'm surprised because I I understand why Apple are very cautious about really taking their reminders app and other apps to the next level like Calendar because of the being accused of Sherlocking. Um, and so whenever I get comments on my YouTube channel about saying, oh, I wish Apple would do this. I wish Apple would do that. I know why they're not doing it. Of course, they could do it very easily. But I know why they're not doing it is because If they did that, that's going to cause all sorts of trouble with legal problems for them as well, uh, because they own the actual app store. So they have to be very careful. So I've been very surprised at how much they're pushing the Notes app forward. Uh, Perhaps they've decided we're going all in on that one. I think
1: it's part, partly because of the pencil. I think they they want people to to use that pencil, yeah. and it's the most obvious app that that's compatible with it, really. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, the, they have to be careful. I mean, they're not always careful that they'll quite happily Sherlock. Oh, yeah. if, if they want to think <laughs> twice about it. But um, I've always I've always enjoyed supporting you know independent developers. Um, I, I come from a software development background, i not not a programmer myself. but I used to work. Um, for a business that was in software development. And so I, I have quite an affinity to those people who are sitting, uh, sitting there at night and plowing away, building their apps. And that's partly why I, I would use things like Evernote mm. and things like Notion as well. You know, I, mm. it's, I, I like supporting those guys. But occasionally, Apple do make things just a little bit easier. And, be, and it's the integration as well. You come back to syncing. You know, I've never, again, Touchwood wood, had a problem with Apple <laughs> Note syncing across anything. It just, as, as you'd expect, it works it completely. It does. Without yeah. fail, um, and that's quite a, I guess, a bit of a um, bit of peace of mind. And I did mention also in my piece about this that I think the the security that you get with with Apple Notes is also hard to beat, really, because obviously it relies it on fake mm. ID to get into your device to begin with, or Touch ID. And then also, if you lock notes, you've got the password. So it's almost like a double layer of in, of um, not encryption, but a, a double layer of uh, password security, which you know is really important for this
0: kind of thing. It is. You're right. It, it is. It's just uh, the other thing that actually came up on my radar just a couple of weeks ago was uh, I've been experimenting a little bit between because I have a, a course to update on Apple productivity in the next week or two. And I was just thinking, OK, let's just try Apple Notes with keeping my client notes. And something that I always keep these in Evernote, but one of the things that shocked me was Evernote's never connected to Apple search, like system search on, on your Mac. But what I was finding was when I was searching for the client's name, the Apple note was coming up and I was going, Oh, that could change things because the way I, my system works at the moment is, okay, I've got the client. I have to open up Evernote. I can do the search and Evernote search is fantastic and it's very fast. So it's not that fast, difficult to get it. But here now, I can just do my system spotlight search and with Apple Notes, it comes up and you know, it's searching keyword. It's searching. I mean, Spotlight is something that, for the last two years, has just kind of been a revelation for me, and I can't believe I wasn't using it up until about two years ago. Because now, I don't think I could live without it. it I just use it for finding everything. So yeah,
1: my, my use of Spotlight is embarrassing. Really. I, I don't use it enough. I, I use it to—I don't use it to find notes, for example. Uh, but, but like you said, it's a, a brilliant brilliant way a brilliant method Mm. for using it um i use it mainly to open apps yeah
0: (laughs) it's an app switcher that's what i was using it for to be honest until i thought hang on a minute do i really have to go into my folders look for a file let's just do an experiment and i went whoa that was the first time and after that i i don't think i i mean i still have to go because i can't remember what i named something or whatever but generally speaking I don't need to go anywhere except just do a quick spotlight search and it's going to find it.
1: So. I always feel a bit guilty because when you, when I type in, if I'm going to open, I don't know, Fantastical, I'll type in, you know, do the, the old command space and type in F-A and then you'll see all this other stuff that pops up, you know, notes and emails and things. Mm. I just ignore all of it. I know, I know it's there, I'm conscious it's there, but I just go for Fantastical straight away. But while that happens, I always think I should be doing more with this. It's clearly very powerful. but um, It is. It is. Yeah. It,
0: it's something that blew me away once I started using it properly. <laughs> so now I know I know a little secret you are a, a things user not a reminders user so how long have you been using things and why things not reminders so I used things a long time ago
1: so I've probably I'm not sure how old things is but it's been around for a long time and it has I, I,
0: I was a things two user and that was 2010 yeah so, it, <laughs> so I, it's I been around how- for a while
1: Yeah, I remember having it, I think, on my first iPad, which was the very first iPad. Um, So yeah, I I used it back then, loved it. It was my first kind of introduction to, um, I I, I suppose, digital to-do list management, because before that, it was always pen and paper for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it. It was fantastic. And then, if you fast forward a little bit, I picked up OmniFocus and started using that. And that was in my previous job, which had a lot of project management, lots and lots of stuff I'd keep track of. and. OmniFocus just seemed to work better for that. And then I stuck with OmniFocus for, for quite a few years when I transi- transitioned to, into freelance, into running my own marketing business, and then into running the channel. And I was still using OmniFocus at that point. And then I think towards, I think it was the start of this year roughly, I thought, hang on a minute, I, I'm I, again, a little bit like I was saying with um, with Evernote where I was only scratching the surface of it. I was conscious that with OmniFocus it was this huge kind of you know, GTD beast that I just wasn't really using fully. So I thought, let's go back to things. Let's see what's going on. And um, I had a few other people that I I knew that have been using it and were big advocates of it, went back to things and immediately fell in love with it again. Um, For for two reasons, really. One was because it it was just so much, the, the user interface was so much more approachable than OmniFocus. I think Omnifocus. is brilliant. It's, yeah, mm. it's so. Yeah, it's beautifully. I they've won quite a few design awards, and you can you can immediately see why when you start using it. Um, but the second reason was it's actually it's very it's a very deep feature set. If you, if you want to go, if you really want to dig into it, um, I don't go that deep into it. But it's nice to know it's got that hidden power, that hidden depth. If I need to use it, um, yeah. And then again, just the because I'm Mac, Mac only, apart from the Surface, obviously. Um, mm. Just the fact that it can it sinks across everything. Um, is, is just fantastic and yeah I, I'm now I can't think of anything that would pull me away from things um, and going back to your question about why I don't use reminders it's purely because I, I like things so much and I've, I've never really I, I, I use reminders occasionally but it's mainly for if I want to very quickly remind myself of, of someone's birthday or it's, it's normally personal events I put in it, for some reason mm-hmm. put into uh, reminders I think that's because I want to separate it from, from work stuff yeah. So yeah, personal stuff goes into reminders and all my work stuff goes into into things.
0: I think, well, for me, I use reminders for our shopping list. So my wife and I have a shared shopping list in reminders. So if one of us is at the supermarket, we can you know, pick up where, whatever it is. So uh, although because my wife is Korean, she will use, uh, it's kind of strange. The Korean word for um, cucumber is actually O-E. O-E, O is five, E is two in Korean. So she will type 52 in the shopping <laughs> list. And I'm going, what, what? And go, oh, 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 cucumber. <laughs> so she will <laughs> actually start using little games in it. For it. And I, I find that kind of makes it a little bit more fun because I have to start thinking, why is she putting a number? And then I go, because Korean system has two number system. So you have to actually figure out which one she's using. I go, okay, I've got it. I know what she wants. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of fun with shared, uh, but you're right about that. And also, Siri activation for me is brilliant because you know um, know, if my wife says, "Bring out the bring out the washing in 90 minutes," and then she goes, "I'm going to forget that," so I have to sort of say, you know, Siri, remind me (laughs) to. So I get. Yeah,
1: Yeah, same thing. Although, interestingly, I I didn't realize this until recently. Someone someone kind of introduced me to to it. That You can link things to your reminders. So um, basically the the inbox in things can be linked to reminders. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the cool thing about that is that if you are out on a dog walk or something, you think of something you've got to do, I can just ask Siri to remind me. Mm. and it will put it into uh, reminders. But because I've attached that to the inbox of things, it draws it into things. And it's just a case of occasionally going to the inbox and things and sort of triaging Mm. the list in there. That's been – I don't use it
0: all the time, but it's just quite handy Mm. to have that. that No, it is. I mean, for me, Siri has been a a lifesaver, because even from the other side of the room now, I can just shout it out. As long as my phone's on the desk, it's going to pick it up. So, Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) So. So I just have, uh, well, I see two questions because one question that's just occurred to me is because you started your YouTube channel, as you say, just last year. And obviously, I I think I noticed you're at like 20,000 or so, 23,000 subscribers now?
1: It's No, thirty two, I think now. 32,000, right. So
0: so it's growing very quickly. So I just thought you are probably the, the perfect person to ask this. If anyone's thinking about starting a channel, is there any tips or advice that you would give to them? Because my advice is usually just do it. But do, do, could you go a little bit deeper than that? <laughs> um,
1: that's always my first tip. But I, I think that the thing that I did, and um, I, I do, I coach some YouTubers now as well, and, and the thing that I always tell them straight away is do what I did, which was, yeah, just do it. But in terms of – because that can mean anything. That can just mean picking mm. up a camera and just start talking. Um, I took that a little bit further with my channel. So what, what I decided to do was create what I call the diary series. And that was Mm -hmm. about seven or eight videos. And if you go right to the start of my channel, I mean, they're terrible, but that was kind of the point. But you'll see there's these kind of, like I say, seven or eight um, episodes which are me just rambling on talking about completely random stuff. Um, and the reason that I did that was for, for two reasons, really. One of them was just to get used to being in front of a camera because no matter how much you want to start a channel, no matter, no, even if you're used to public speaking or I don't know, perhaps being on the radio or something, um, it's never normal. <laughs> I'm sure you find the same thing. <laughs> no. Speaking to a lens like this, it's just a very weird thing to do. Um, so I wanted to get used to doing that and kind of build my confidence a bit. So that was the first reason. And the second reason was to get into a routine of producing a video each week, and mm-hmm. as you know, Carl, it's, it's it's hard work. You know, you've got to you've got to be consistent. That's what you, know, you you're basically rewarded if you're consistent with with, with anything. Yeah. Mm. And I think um, doing that diary series gave me those two experience of those two elements. Um, and since then, I haven't you know I've not missed a week since in mm. terms of publishing a video um you know I, I, when i started doing the proper videos i felt more comfortable in front of camera um yeah but that would be my first uh, so that's the first thing i think people should do and and even if you know the, what the content within those diary videos even if it has nothing to do with the actual channel that you want to create it doesn't matter it just just talk just talk about anything you know what you did yesterday what you had for breakfast whatever whatever it is hmm. get used to doing that that kind of thing
0: it is. I, I actually love probably twice a year. I go back to my first video and cry, <laughs> but I actually do it on purpose. I, I know it's bad. I I had no mic. I was using the computer. I say I noticed on the desk, I did use a mic. I actually used the re, um, the audio recorder from my phone and I hid the microphone underneath my shirt and I could see the phone on my desk. And then I matched up the, the audio uh, to the video. but. I mean, it was, it's horrible when I watch it now, but I'm so glad I did that and I got those original, probably first 20 videos out that because I learned so much about creating video from those first 20 videos. And after that, it was okay, now I understand microphone is very important. And the only problem I've ever had is I've always been thinking: Do I buy a DSLR camera? Do I buy a DSLR camera? And even now, I think I've been doing my channel five years now. I still use my iPhone because now it's I've got an iPhone 12, which is 4K. And I said to my wife the other day when I was reading about the iPhone 13, I went, "Okay, now that's got cinema mode. That means I can create blurry backgrounds, which is what I the only thing that's been missing from the iPhone before it says." Why don't I just go out and buy an iPhone? Is it 13 Pro yeah. uh, unlocked? So I, I don't need a contract with it. I just buy an iPhone, but then I can switch my pin, you know, my SIM card over anyway, um, and use that as my video camera. Because why do I need a DSLR? And I was actually talking to a photographer the other day, and he was saying, "Is an amateur photographer?" He says, "I was looking at how often I use my DSLR camera." He says, and in the last five years, he says, I've taken it out three times in five years. And he says, before that, anytime we went out as a family, it went with me. But now he says, you know, the iPhone camera is just so good. He says, I don't need to take that DSLR camera with me anymore.
1: Crazy what they do with it. Although very quickly on the iPhone 13, you'll lose 4K. The cinematic mode apparently is only available in 1080p, which some people have been a bit annoyed about. But um,
0: Mm, Yeah, I mean, it's... But, I mean, for me, I, I mean, that's what I – I produce my videos in, in 1080p anyway, so – um, yeah.
1: yeah, it's just worth bearing that in mind. But, no, I mean, your, your videos mm. are fantastic as well, Carl. Mm. And I think – I've always said it doesn't matter. I mean, I've got an expensive camera because – one, because I just enjoy – I'm, I'm a videographer as well. I've done a lot of video, videography work, um, and I'm a, bit of, I'm a bit of a camera geek. I love having nice mm. cameras. But mm. I did wait. You know, I waited 80 videos before I, I bought the camera that I wanted, and before that I was using the DSLR that I've been using as a, as a, as a, a photo – camera um up until <laughs> that point and it just doesn't matter um no, it, it doesn't really right as long as we can see you that's fine the most like you said the most important thing is the mic um it is. you know you've got to you've got to be heard that's the most and, and, and the content <laughs> you know the, the actual yeah, story yeah i think is mm-hmm. the most important thing um yeah I, I think that's another piece of advice don't blow all of your money on expensive gear unless you want to and you've got the budget
0: it's yeah. just not really mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you don't need it. You're right. You're right. So I'm going to come to the final question, which was my is my quick fire question, which is of all the apps we've talked about today, and it might be something we've not talked about. What would be your favourite app of all that you just love using? Uh, Notion, straight Notion. away. Uh, mm. I couldn't do without
1: it because I think I could do without everything else if I didn't have, you know, uh, things. I could just use a bit of paper, but I'd use it, go back to pen and paper. Um, same thing with even. You know calendars and stuff like that. I could, if I needed to, I could go back to a paper diary. Um, what I couldn't do is convert what I have in Notion to some form of paper. Um, or or to be honest, any other app that I've found um does mm. is simply not as powerful as Notion. Um, and it's very hard to explain what Notion is. People always ask what what Notion is. And I wouldn't want to work on their marketing team because it's very difficult. But um it's it's basically a database-driven app, and you can create anything from it pretty much. But well, that's be-
0: the way I've always thought of Notion is it's more of a database. Um a- I mean it is a notes app, but it it is more than that. But it, it is a a database to keep data that you want to keep and it's probably very much the way that in my case Evernote will probably become it'll be like my, my database because the, the way I've been using Apple Notes over the last few days just as I've been testing it I was thinking why am I you know trying to open up Evernote then find and create a new note when Apple Notes can just one tap and I thought maybe Evernote in my life is going to shift towards being my database. So I'm still collecting articles and doing my research through it. But for those quick notes that we, you know, we quickly want to write down, I, I can see Apple notes being the one where I'll be going. So yeah, I know what you mean about like notion, particularly being a database,
1: Hmm. Yeah, and the fact that everything links. So, you know, going back hmm. to what, what we said at the start of the conversation, really, about blogs becoming videos, in Notion, they're all linked. So I know hmm. if I've got a video, I can very quickly refer to the blog that it links to and then the, the review unit it refers to, the brand contact, the sponsor. It's all linked together. And I think when you're as... Generally disorganized as I am in normal everyday life, um, and very forgetful. I've got a dreadful memory. Um, mm. notions just an absolute lifesaver. I think you, you've used the term lifesaver throughout this conversation, and, and these things do save you not, not literally, but they do, I mean, save not literally,
0: you. but they, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean though, because it's if something goes wrong, I mean, it can be like a whole day is gone, and when yeah. you're a content creator, you can't afford to lose a day. <laughs> oh no, because no, I mean, it impacts you, on the rest of your content creating uh schedule.
1: It really does, yeah. Um, I have lost a couple of pieces of content before and it's the worst feeling ever. <laughs> because it you put is. all that all that love into it and you lose it. But um yeah, so yeah, definitely Notion is the one app I would if I lost that tomorrow, and I know it's not a good idea to rely I'm very conscious of this that it's not a good idea to rely on one single app for something, uh, for all sorts of reasons, but mm. Where we are, um but if I lost that tomorrow, I'd be I'd would have, have a real problem. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be a good day at all.
0: Actually, it's one of the reasons why, where possible, I try to stick with native apps. So, uh, my calendar app is Apple. I mean, Google's the back end, but yeah. I use I do have Fantastica. The weird because you mentioned fantastica before. The weird thing about Fantastical, I only use the little uh, the little I don't know what they call it, but it's in my it's in my top menu bar and I can just quickly scan to see where my appointments are rather than opening up the whole calendar app. I use that more than anything else. Um, and Apple Mail I use as well because it's just it's just built in and I've used it for 20 years. So I, I know it. Um, because I know that I remember all the hoo-ha when Wonderlist or Wunderlist disappeared. And I mean, they gave us, Microsoft, when they bought it, they gave it, we knew it was going to close it. Um, we knew it was going to be probably a year or two. It was probably two years before they finally did. And you know that once that happens, it's one of the reasons why I used to do this because Amir, their CEO, says, we don't have an exit strategy. We're not going anywhere. And I thought, I like that. <laughs> um, but I also keep myself familiar with reminders and make sure that I can still build my system in reminders just in case anything ever did so anyway yeah there you i go. think that's
1: a great tip to be honest carl mm-hmm. i think i i'm more like i say i'm always conscious of that um i hope you know for, for example notion i hope they don't disappear tomorrow but they could you know apple could mm-hmm. disappear it's, it's less likely um mm-hmm. and there's all yeah you know, worries about backups and things like that and but yeah i i just get very attached as you can probably tell to certain mm-hmm. apps and it takes quite a lot to pry prize me away from them
0: It would with me, yeah. It would with me. Anyway, so thank you so much, Mark, for doing this for us. And um, hopefully everyone got a lot of value from this video. And uh, it's been great talking to you. Thanks very much, Mark. Thank you, Carl. Really enjoyed it. Thank you.